Wow. I said in the Sunday school hours that if I wasn't a member of the Bethany Baptist Church, I would be here. And so I kind of alluded to the fact that this church would be in second place. I mean, you just came into a solid tie with Bethany Baptist Church. It's going to be a struggle next Sunday morning to not head toward liberal. My goodness. I, seriously, I was sitting there thinking, if I could figure out a way to come to liberal for vacation, I would, just so I could hear the music of this church. I mean, don't know that there would be a whole lot else to draw me to liberal for vacation. <laughs> but that music would be worth it. I mean, so I'm thankful to be here. I am, I'm thankful to have my son with me. And he was at the youth conference at Southwest Baptist Church just a couple of weeks ago. God called him to preach. And the greatest news a dad could ever get. I, mean, I, I never told him this, but I prayed from the time that you know, he was an infant all the way up. That if God would be so gracious to call him to preach. And so to have him here with me, he comes to the Amen Conference every year, but I want him to be here during a service and see what this church really is. And, and so I'm thankful he can see that. And he said, Dad, is there choir good? I said, man, you're about to just be blown away, son. And I'm sure we'll have conversations about it later. But man, wonderful, wonderful. So thankful. Take your Bibles. Go to 1 Peter chapter number 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. If you're able, stand with me. We're going to just read one verse in 1 Peter chapter 5. It's a verse that I believe you're going to recognize. Maybe have even heard a message preached from this message, and, and I hope that this one as well will be a blessing to you. 1 Peter chapter 5, look at verse 7. <clears throat> Bible says, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. What a verse. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. He truly does care about you. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the opportunity again to open up your word and to preach. I want to personally thank you for the opportunity that you've afforded me to one more time be at Fellowship Baptist Church. And you know how every time I'm here, my heart is stirred and moved. And I'm so thankful for the relationship with the pastor and the staff and the individuals in this building, and what an encouragement so many of them are to me. And Lord, as we come now together for the purpose of preaching, I pray that you just use this text, and to God, to do a work in our hearts and lives. And then God, as we talked about in Sunday school, I sure ask that we would be a responsive people today, and whatever it is that you do, that we would go ahead and commit right now, that we would take action, and that we would respond to it. In Jesus' precious name, amen. You may be seated. A person doesn't have to be very old to begin to comprehend the wonderful gift of having people around them that care for them. In fact, as we go through life, I think we would all admit and agree that it can be a great help at times to, to know that there are people in our lives that care. I was, uh, grow, grew up in a preacher's home. And in the southwestern, very southwestern corner of Colorado, about as southwestern as you can get, in a little town called Cortez. And my dad was a pastor of a small church. And as I told the men this weekend, God, and um, 
I was going to say afforded me the opportunity, but that wouldn't be the right words. Uh, cursed wouldn't be the right words either. Somewhere in between the two, God gave me four sisters. Um, four evil, wicked, wicked, carnal, corrupt sisters. Two of them were older. Two of them were younger. And I was sandwiched right in between. Not a brother to be found. As you can imagine... I was going to say we have the, had the occasion to have problems, but no, it was an everyday occurrence. From one side or the other, the youngers or the olders or both of them, we just had occasion where we would get into it over certain things, whatever. As I remember it, and I'm confident today it was always their fault, but regardless, we got into it. But somehow, these situations, they would always gravitate to mom, with one of my sisters running to mom. Danny did this, Danny did that. That's what they called me back then. Danny did this, Danny did that. Mom, Danny won't leave us alone, whatever. And then here would come another sister, and is that true? Yes, it's true. And they would all team up on me, and when the odds are four against one, I'm telling you, almost always lose. So, I would find myself often in trouble. All four of my sisters with their whole life's goal to make my life miserable, mom always taking their side. I mean, it was just rough. But then there was the occasion, rare as it was, there was the occasion that without my sisters, I'd get myself in trouble. <laughs> and my mom and dad were of that generation where... They didn't ask for your opinion. They didn't want your opinion. They didn't want your side of the story. I would get in trouble. They would call me in. Did you? Yes, but... And that was where it ended. No buts about it. I told you. And then mom and dad would team up on me. So I'm just saying, and I want you to feel sorry for me this morning a little bit, that there were a lot of times that it was like six against one in our house, and I felt like the odd man out, and I mean, I was just always, dad was mad at me, mom was irritated at me, sisters were against me, and I just felt like, man, nobody in this house loves me. And so I figured the best thing I could do is I would just get out of the house. We lived on church property, and some acreage, and just the next door to the church property, there was a road that went up quite a ways, maybe three-quarters of a mile to an old farmhouse, and there was a little pond that was there. And So many times I would take out of my house, and I'd just think, man, I'm just going away from all this. I'm so tired of everybody giving me grief, and everybody's mad at me, and nobody cares about me. And I'd take off across the church parking lot, and I'd get to that road, and I'd walk up that road, and I'd sit at the pond for a little while, and I'd throw rocks, and just irritated because nobody seemed to care about Danny. Nobody cared about what I cared about or cared what I thought or cared about my side of it. And I'd come walking back, you know, just head down, shoulders down, not really wanting to go back to the house. And I'd be walking across the church parking lot and the church door would open. And a man by the name of Gary Fuller, my youth pastor, he'd say, Dano, come here. And I'd walk over. He'd say, come in here and sit down for a few minutes. What's going on? I'd begin to tell them about how wicked and evil my sisters were and how mom was mad and dad was mad. And he would quickly listen, but then he would change the subject. 
he'd bring up something that I liked, maybe football or something I liked, and he'd start talking about me, and he'd say, hey, you want to you wanna go out to the basketball court, you want to shoot hoops for a while, I need to get out of my office, and I'm telling you, I'd go out there, and we'd start shooting the basketball, and it wouldn't take very long. My little head would come up, shoulders would go back, and I'd think, you know what, there is somebody that cares. There, there's somebody that cares, and what a difference it would make. And he would begin to say, hey, Dan, I just want you to know your mom and dad have your best interest in mind. And he would begin to help me remember that mom and dad really did care. And when they came down on me hard, it's because they cared how I turned out. And so I'm just saying that it was a wonderful thing that, that I would get so discouraged, but I'd have somebody there that would come alongside of me and remind me and help encourage me that somebody was there that cared. You know, I'm talking to a group of people this morning. I know that in some degree or another, have gone through times in their lives where they've wondered, does anybody care? It might be that there's somebody here this morning, and you've even questioned at a time in your life, does Pastor care? Does Brother Tyler care? Maybe you've asked, does my family care? You might have walked out of here one service and questioned, does, my, does anybody at this church even care? Do they care that I'm here? You might have wondered, do my friends care? There are those in this building that have had times when the burdens of life have been so heavy that it might even be so that you've wondered, does Jesus even care? The songwriter was right on. When he wrote the words, oh yes, he cares. I know he cares. You see, Peter is writing to a, a group of people, many of them because of persecution. They had turned to the faith and put their faith in Jesus Christ that had brought persecution on their lives. And because of that persecution, they had been misplaced and they'd had to leave their towns and their cities and they had to flee for their safety up into Asia Minor. And, and now, because of some things that are going on in Rome and Nero and his anger toward Christians, the persecution is beginning to, to come up toward where they've now been misplaced and, and, and life is just not favorable for a Christian at this day and age uh, during this time that Peter was writing. And and so he knew that as he was writing and pinning this letter to them and he was encouraging about them about some things, he knew that there was very likely some of these people that would read this letter and they were sitting there and as they would read it, they would be wondering, does Jesus care or how can Jesus care if I'm going through all of this? Does Jesus really care if, if he doesn't show up and help me with certain things? And I'm just telling you that Peter's goal and, and end in mind when he wrote this is that every person that would read this and and even to today, every person that would hear this, that they would take a great comfort in this verse and conclude that they have a God in heaven who cares about them. I think we could break this verse very simply up into three different places that are, that are natural divisions in this verse that I think will be a great help to you. And, and we see three specific things just from this one verse. And the first would be this, that believers have cares. Believers have cares. 
He says, casting all your care upon Him. He didn't say, if you have care. He said, it's, it's, a, it's almost a certain thing that every one of us have care. And, and so he, He's pointing it out and helping us to understand that it's, a, it's an absolute that the believers in this room and the believers that He was writing to, that all of us have cares. This word care, if, if we were to translate that word, care, uh, and, and, and just get down to the very basic of what it meant, the word care there in that verse, listen to this, I think it'll help you understand it means anxiety that which causes and brings about anxiety it means to draw in different directions or maybe the best way we could say it is to pull apart to tear apart have you ever said of of something going on in your life i'm telling you it's like it's tearing me to pieces it's like it's pulling me apart it's like tearing me apart have you ever had things in your life where you just, you go to sleep at night and I'm telling you, it's just causing an anxiety in your heart. And you wake up the next morning and there's an anxiety in your heart. And you go to work and there's an anxiety in your heart. And you go to school and there's an anxiety there. And just all day it's gnawing at you and it's tearing at you and it's stirring in you. And it's like pulling you apart and you can't be the person you even want to be. It's like you can't even relax and just enjoy life because you have this care, you have this burden burden that's on you and everywhere you go it's there and you just can't get rid of it and and maybe for a few moments during a day you'll forget about it and something will come up and your mind will go to something else but just as quickly as it goes away as quick that quick it comes back and it shakes you and you remember this care this anxiety this thing that's on you i believe that we could take all of our cares and we could break them up into three different categories we could break them up into what we would call the cares related to the past There are those in this auditorium this morning that your past has and from it has and it continues to haunt you. It continues to cause you anxiety. There's something that transpired in days gone by. Maybe something that transpired in your childhood. Maybe something that transpired years ago. Maybe something that you did, a sinful act, some immorality, something of dishonesty, an act of violence. Maybe it's a secret sin that nobody else knows about, but you did, and you felt guilty about it for years and years and years. It might be something not that you did. It could be something that someone did to you. It might, as you look at your past, It could be a failure, it could be a disappointment, either by you or by somebody else. But regardless, there's something that has happened in the days gone by, and it just causes you, every time you think about it, every time you hear a message about it, every time that subject is brought up, every time you see that person, every time you think of that person, every time you hear that name, it brings about that anxiety, and it begins to gnaw at you, and it begins to pull you apart again. Or it could be cares related to the present. Suppose this very moment, if we were to take a blank sheet of paper, I was to pass it around to each and every individual in this auditorium, and I was to ask them to anonymously write on that paper something that right now, today, this very moment that is causing you anxiety, that's causing you to feel that pulling apart, that gnawing at you, that that one thing that you just can't get out of your head and you just can't seem to get peace over. And I was to ask you to write that down or if there's more than one to write those down. I think if we were to share everything that everybody wrote down and I was to begin to tell you, well, somebody here is dealing with this and somebody here is dealing with this, I think that everybody in this room would sit back astounded and never even having considered 
the cares that are in this very room today. Or it might be cares related to your future. The what might happen. The what ifs of life. It's what I like to call the what if land. People come into my office and counseling and preacher, what if, what if, what if? And I'd say all the time, we can't live in what if land. We have to live right now. Uh, I'm saying that there are people here and, and you have so much anxiety about the future. And Well, what if I lose my job? Or what if I get laid off? Or what if the finances don't come in? Or what if we can't pay this bill? Or, or what if this happens? Or what if that happens? And I'm telling you, it's causing anxiety and it's pulling you apart. Or it might be that there are those in this auditorium this morning that aren't just dealing with uh, cares related to your past, your present, or your future, it might be a very much a reality that there are those in this room and you're dealing with all three. But regardless of what the category is, this verse offers hope for all. It offers hope for all. We understand believers have cares. I'm speaking to a congregation that has cares, no doubt about it. I don't have to come in here with fear and trepidation and say, man, I hope this message applies today. No, no doubt about it. We already know. You already know. It not only applies in my life, it applies to your life, and maybe even some more than others today. But I want you to see, secondly, this that we find in this text. The action that we're to take concerning our cares. The action that we're to take concerning our cares. It says we're to cast all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. Here's the action that we are to take. We're to cast our care upon him. You say, wait a second, preacher, upon who? We're to cast our cares upon the burden bearer. Yes, my friend, we're to cast our cares upon Jesus Christ. Jesus was the one who indeed said of himself, Come unto me, all ye who are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy, and my burdens are light. It was Jesus himself that said, Come on, you have cares. You, you have things that are laboring you down and, and, and laying you down and weighing you down. He says, bring those to me. You say, well, wait a second. What burdens can we cast upon him? Here's the wonderful truth. As I've already stated, all of our cares are either about the past, the present, or the future. But I like what Peter says. He uses the word all. All. If you would, just for a second, flip forward in your Bible to Revelation chapter number 1. Revelation, it's not very many pages, that's why I'd have you turn there. But I want you to see this. Look at verse number 8 with me. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 8. Jesus, here, I am Alpha and Omega... The beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, I like this, watch this, and which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. He said, I'm Alpha and Omega, I'm the beginning, I'm the ending, but I like it says that He's the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come. I'm, he's telling John, here's what he's saying. He's saying, John, I want you to understand, I'm the eternal one. 
I'm not only the God of the past, but I'm the God of the present. I'm the God of the future. John, I want you to understand I'm the first and the last. So I'm saying he is a God that can take care of the cares of yesterday, today, and forever. You might be here and say, oh, Brother Dan, you don't know about my past. If you knew what I did, well, let me tell you what he did in the past. Jesus Christ went to the cross of Calvary. He suffered and he died and he bled for your sins. And when we repent of our sins and we come to him in faith, the Bible says that he takes our sin. He takes those cares of yesterday and he casts them into the depths of the sea. He throws them behind him. He remembers them no more. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. I'm telling you, he's taking care of your past. The present right now, he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. And according to the word of God, he's ever living, making intercession, ever liveth, making intercession for us. I'm telling you, he's sitting at the right hand of the Father right now. And he's ready to take the cares of your present anxieties. He's ready to take your present cares, your present sins, your present struggles. He's there to work on your behalf to help you right now in the present. And according to the word of God, because of his death and resurrection, he has sealed our future for us. So why worry about the future? But here's the question. What does it mean to cast? He says we're to cast all our cares upon him. What does it mean? I'm going to come down for just a second to illustrate this. Can I use your Bible? I'm going to give your pastor this Bible. That wouldn't be cast, would it? No, no, that would be me taking it from him. Here's the problem. Some of you are saying, I've got so many cares. I've got so many cares. Uh, you just don't know, preacher, my past, my present, my future. You have no idea all the things that I'm dealing with. But you're waiting for Jesus to come and just take them all away. That's not the command in this verse. The command is to cast. The cast means, the word cast, look it up for yourself. It, it means to give over, to, to hand over. It, it means, and I could illustrate it, it, it I, I, I would possibly could illustrate it another way, but it means to lay upon. But this is one of the neatest parts. Because some of you are thinking right now, the burdens I'm carrying, they're so heavy. I don't even know if I can get to them. But the idea of that word cast says from right where you're at, you can just give them to them. How about that? You don't have to just get over and hand them to them. You don't have to just pass them off to them. But from wherever you are, you can take whatever that burden is, whatever that care is, you can take them and you can just thrust them at him knowing that he wants them, which would give us the basis of the action. Why? Why would he want my cares? I brought them on myself. Why would he want my anxieties? Most of them I caused. Why would Jesus want my cares? Because he careth for you. Because he careth for you. Last semester, my oldest daughter was at Bible college. When she left to go for her first semester at Bible college, she'd worked for a few years and she had a, a wonderful gift come in that paid for her entire first semester of school and had enough saved. So, I mean, really, she wouldn't even have had to work the first year. And, and then she went back the second year and, and, and did pretty well and was able to, uh, you know, make it and, and didn't have any real issues. But 
by the time she finished her second year, pretty much her savings was depleted. She came and she worked for the church, and, and we didn't pay her probably as good as what we should have. So she went back to school last year, and, and she just knew going in that it was going to be a struggle. And so several times throughout the year, we would talk, and I'd kind of look at her account, and, and I would see how much was in there, and, and I would take, and I would put some money over there. She'd always call me crying, and she'd say, Thank you, Dad. I don't... I don't know why you do that. You don't have to do that. The end of the year, maybe six weeks left, I said, how you doing on your school bill, sis? She said, Dad, I think I'll make it. I said, well, what do you owe? She said, I, I have two more payments or whatever, or one more payment, and it was 800 and some odd dollars. And I said, you think with all your paychecks coming in? She said, I, I think. She said, my last paycheck will come in like the day after finals, and so I may have to wait and juggle some things around, but I, I think I can do it. And so over the next couple of weeks, I watched, and I mean, I just, I, I, it came a reality to me. She's not going to be able to do this. And I'm telling you, I'm, I, I have the app on my phone, and, and we're on the same account. I'm watching her. I mean, she's not doing and spending money anywhere. She's being so cautious, so careful. If she did go out, I mean, it's like $2 and some odd cents at a restaurant or something. I mean, you could just tell she was just trying her hardest. And so, you know what dads do. I called up the finance office. I said, hey, could you tell me exactly what Carissa owes? And they gave me the number, and I said, here, I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you my debit card. I said, let's just go ahead and pay that off. I said, okay, and they took it. I said, would you do me one favor? Whoever I was talking to in the finance office, I said, would you do me one favor? And they said, yeah. I said, would you just write a small note that says, school bill paid in full, I love you, Dad, and go put it in her box. I'm telling you, it wasn't just hours later. Kim may have been around when she did it. She calls me, and she is just crying. Dad, you don't have to do that. Dad, I hate that you have to do that. Dad, I know that. You know what I told her? I did it because I love you, kid. And that's what dads do. Why do parents do anything they do for their kids? Simple. Because we care. You're going, why would God... He's so willing to take my cares. Why would he want my anxieties? Why would he want my worries? Why would he want my burdens? Simple. He cares. And so I'm sorry for the times when pastor hasn't seemed like he cared. And I'm sorry that there have been times in your life where your friends haven't seemed like they cared. I'm sorry when the times when your fellow church members haven't seemed like they cared. I want you to understand this morning that God always cares. People Peter were writing to, they were weighted down with care. But the good news was that Christ offered an unshakable help for those that were laden down with care. I'm preaching this morning, no doubt, to some that are laden down with care. And the good news is, is that Christ offers an unshakable help for you. He says to you, casting all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. Do you know what that means? Is that this morning, you can bring whatever that care is, whatever that worry is, 
whatever it is that's tearing you inside, you can bring it to this old-fashioned altar and you can throw it at him and you can leave it there. You won't weight him down. He can carry it. He's strong enough. You? No. Not a man or woman in this auditorium strong enough to carry those burdens. But he's more than capable of doing it. So why don't we let him? Every head bowed, every eye closed.